From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, fam? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We're going to catch up with a friend of the show, Roger, down in San Antonio, Texas. A lot of you guys are familiar with his story. We've been featuring him on the show because his progression represents so many in this industry. He actually used to work at Costco for a long time, and I had very positive things to say about his experience there. The culture there uh, was pretty good, according to Roger. The pay was pretty good, and and the problem was Roger had that itch to get out there and cut that grass, make that cash, do landscaping full time. And so through some coaching calls with Brian Fullerton and myself and, and really being careful and uh, thoughtful of the process, he ended up making the jump from the boat to the dock or the dock to the boat is... <laughs> different people have different ways of saying that. And it's been wildly successful. So he's really on fire and uh, having a good time out there. So he's going to be sharing that with us on today's episode. Thank you to our show sponsors, Company Cam and Smart Rain. That's a couple new sponsors that uh, we picked up and uh, definitely appreciate them partnering with the Green Industry Podcast. Smart Rain, it's uh, like a module for your irrigation and uh, it's smart. Okay. It's intelligent, (laughs) high tech. And uh, we'll be hearing more about that later on in today's show. And uh, Company Cam is an app that helps you communicate with your customers and internally with your um, crews and, and things of that nature. So we'll definitely be explaining more about these new partnerships in the days to come. But welcome aboard to Company Cam and Smart Rain. Well, without further ado, here's my interview with Roger from San Antonio, Texas. All right, friends, today we are going down to San Antonio, Texas to chat with a friend of the show. What's up, Roger? What's up, Paul? How are you doing? Good. I was just talking to you before we got into the interview here, and you are in your work truck. The guys are out working. You're kind of on a late lunch break. So thanks for squeezing in some time to uh, give us an update on what's been going on. Oh, yeah, no problem. Since the last time we had you on the show, you uh, took some of my advice and you got teamed up with uh, Golf Coast Bookkeeping, huh? Yeah, I got teamed up with uh, Megan and Joey. Uh, That's going really good still. Um, And then also, I read that book that you recommended, Profit First, so we're going to start trying to implement that. Um, I have a meeting with her next week, so we can get that going. Yeah, that's uh, Mike Michalowicz is the author and the book's Profit First, which I highly recommend. I probably listened to that book either three or four times on audiobook. And uh, most of us do the, you know, revenue comes in, then we subtract all of our expenses, and then there's a net loss or maybe a minimal net profit. And he's got a different formula where it's like, okay, the revenue comes in, and then you set aside your profit first, thus the name and the other categories. And then you always have profit and you just have to learn to live within your means. So I'm actually working with Megan and Joey. We've been getting a game plan, you know, transition and all that as well. So it's definitely a a book that you would 
you know, uh, be benefit to uh, listen or read it. Mike McCallowitz profit first. So, all right, man, what's paint the picture. You guys pretty much in the spring rush down there in San Antonio. Yeah. The spring rush has officially started for us. Um, I don't know if you kept up with us, but we had a snowstorm for shoot. It lasted for about a week down here and we never get snow down in San Antonio. If we get it, it's like just flush, maybe like a, a freak occurrence, but, we had a solid week of snow, you know, we had people without water, without electricity. So all our landscape is a lot of it's dead. Um, it's not meant for that. So it's super busy this year. Everyone's taking that opportunity of, you know, stuff dead. So they want to just totally redo their landscape. So I'm trying to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, that's really good. Are you, I know we've done some one-on-one business coaching calls, so I'm very familiar with your business, whereas a lot of guys know who you are just because you're a friend of uh, the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast and my podcast, but have you been transitioning more into those installs uh, from just the the mowing? Yeah, so last year when I started um, was my second year in business, and I was really gung-ho about mowing, and um Last year, I tapered it down to mowing three days a week. And then this year, I'm going to taper it down even more to just two days a week. So Mondays and Tuesdays. And then the other three days are going to be for landscape and landscape enhancement, uh, our sod installs. And then pretty much all we do is landscape enhancements and sod installs, um, river rock or mulch, some plants. Um, I guess kind of with the advice from you and Brian, you know, making relationships. Um, starting from like the Christmas lights, I was purchasing a lot of Christmas lights from my local site one. And then I kind of got put in contact with some people there. Um, so they're helping me a lot with my landscape enhancements. Um, I'll send them some pictures. I'm like, Hey, this is kind of what my customer's looking at. And they'll shoot me some plants that they would recommend. And then I can kind of take the rock and mulch, um, to go for the bed to, to complement it. And so it's going really good. Like even this morning, I had a, a landscape enhancement. Unfortunately, I was behind. I shot them a text. I was like, hey, I need um, eight of these plants. I need two flats of flowers. I need four four bags of soil. And I need uh, roughly 50 feet of border. And they had it all ready. And when I got there, I was in and out in like 20 minutes. Yeah, I think that's really smart, Roger. Cause, and if you guys live in Atlanta, I recommend Martin from Woody's Nursery there on Buford Highway in Duluth, Georgia. But when I was getting started, I didn't know really about plant color and what needs to be in the shade, what needs to be in the sun and the dimensions. And there's there's so much architectural design concepts that I didn't know. But you're out there cutting the grass and then Sweet Sue will come out, you know, and be like, hey, you know, we're looking to freshen up our garden beds. Is that something you do? And I would blurt out, Yes. You know, but I didn't know, I didn't know, like, you know, if I was going to a classroom and taking the test, I didn't know the color schemes, the dimensions. You you don't want everything to be the same height. You know, you want various heights, you want various layers. There's so much to it that I just didn't know when I started. But what I was able to do is take a picture, take a measurement. Martin's going to ask you for your measurement, like how big is the area? And then the picture is going to show you the sunlight type, you know, with the shadows and things of that nature, but take a a mental 
you know, look at the sun. Is it on the east, west, what side of the house in, um, you know, how much sunlight is it going to be? And then once you have that information where you buy your supplies, they're more than willing to help us because they want our business. They, they want our money. So I'll go in there and be like, here's the picture. And then Martin's like, yeah, do, do this, that here and the other. And then, you know, I'll load you up right now. And then bam, you're um, off to the races. And then uh, depending on how you do your finances back then, I didn't know what I was doing. So I would just multiply it by three. You know, if I spent 500 bucks, I charged the customer 1500 bucks. So I tidied up the way I do money now, but that's a great way to get started is get a relationship at site one or, you know, Martin at the mom and pop shop here in Atlanta, take pictures and show it to him. So I'm proud of you, man. You're, you're uh, crushing it from those who don't know, used to, you know, work at Costco. And uh, this is kind of yeah. a big breakthrough for you. Yeah, definitely. It's- and it's funny because I can see the the growth. Like I'll be talking to customers, and I mean, before when I started, you know, I would just they would say, "Hey, um, can you do this?" And I'd say, "Yeah, I can do it." And now, like, they can say, "Hey, you know, I have this area. I'm not growing grass. What should I do?" And we get we get a lot of that down here where I'm at because we have these little small postage stamp homes. They're all right next to each other, so typically the builders will put Bermuda grass in the grass will die on the side because it's not getting enough sun. Um, and I'm able to say, hey, this is why it's happening. You have a drainage. Typically, I'll come put some stepping stones in river rock and have different solutions for them. And back, you know, when I started, I didn't know any of that. I was just like, uh, I don't know, whatever you want me to do, I'll figure it out. But now I can actually give them educated solutions for their problems that they're having. Yeah, that's awesome, Roger. How is the fitness uh, journey? I watch you got your little checklist and you, you know, post a scale and your lifetime fitness flexing and your uh, deadlifts <laughs> and all these pictures, which is motivating to me. I, I'm, uh, sl- sl- I'm, I'm, I'm behind on my fitness goals, but nevertheless, how, how's your fitness journey going? Oh man, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm crushing it. I started doing 75 hard. Mm-hmm. Um, back on august 31st and i was like oh, i'm gonna try it um see what happens and it's just a mental toughness program you mm-hmm. have to work out twice a day one has to be outside drink a gallon of water stick to a diet whatever that diet may be um take a progress photo and then read 10 pages every day of a it's got to be either like a self-development book or a business book something like that and probably about halfway through i was like man I really just want to like transform my life, totally revamp everything. And so I decided I'm going to do this for 365 days. Mm-hmm. So for one solid year, I'm going to, you know, commit to this. And I'm on day, I'm almost on day 200 now straight. Wow. Walking in the snow, um, working out every day, including with my business, uh, reading every day, which has helped a lot with my business. Um, I read a lot of books now. I just got done reading. Uh, it's called Atomic Habits. Um, that's a really great book. And it just talks about how even if you can better yourself just 1% every day, the compounding interest on that self-development will just be exponential throughout time. And so, and it even says, you know, even if you only improve or stay where you're at that one day, it'll improve your life so much then by like, oh, I'm going to skip the gym today you know, you may take three steps back. So it's just really transformed my life. And now, I mean, I'm down about 140 pounds from August and uh, I don't miss any gym, gym time. I get up at 3am, 
at the gym, check my kids at school, go work all day, go get my second workout in. It's just been a blessing and an amazing challenge. I don't know how you do it, Roger. <laughs> 3 a.m., man, that is um, that is beyond impressive. I, I, I can't. I wake up about 5 a.m. now, 4.45 or 5, so you already got two hours on me. What time do you go to bed? Yeah. That just seems difficult to sustain. What time do you actually fall asleep with your children and, and uh, all of that? I'm typically, I typically get my kids in bed at 8.30. I'm in bed by about 9.15 and I'm asleep by 10 at the absolute latest. Um, I'm probably waking up though when Brian's going to sleep. So it all measures out. Yeah, these jokers at um, the Hype House, I my room was right next to the hot tub and I'm not going <laughs> to name I'm not going to name names, but there was the hot tub club. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't invited into the hot tub club, but uh, these guys would go down to the hot tub, you know, midnight. And, and then I'd finally be falling asleep because this house, the hype house was so loud. Like if someone would shut the door, walk up the stairs, like it just, you could just hear the house is all like hardwood floors and it just wasn't a lot of carpet and the noise, you know, just echoed. So I'd finally fall asleep at like midnight. And then the, the the lighting system is like Christmas lights, man. They they turn on the lights when they go into the hot tub down by the pool, and then it would look, you know, just light up my whole room. And uh, it was like a Seinfeld episode where they had the chicken, church's chicken, I think their light would go on. Oh and then, yeah. And then Kramer would get, you know, so mad. I don't know if you you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was so mad. Then he got addicted to the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like church is chicken in my room at midnight. And then I'll go and turn the light off just to be respectful. And then someone will turn it back on. So now we have like light wars going on and off. And so, yeah, Fullerton stays up late. And then at like 4 a.m., uh, you know, Jason Creole's like banging on my door. I was like, whatever happens in the morning, because he had to go to the airport. I was like, here's my keys. I was like, just, just drive my car to the airport. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll just Uber over and pick my car up. You know what I mean? Just, I was like, just don't wake yeah. me up. Cause I was just keep going day after day with no sleep. And then at 4am Creole knocks on my door. He's like, Hey man, can you take me to the airport? I was like, I gave you my keys, man. And he's like, yeah, but oh, he, he did bring up a good point. He's like, if I were to drive there, he's like, what would I do with your keys? I was like, yeah, good point. <laughs> I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> So anyways, um, hey, speaking of Fullerton, we do share the same producer and uh, we need to kick it over to him and hear what's going on in the industry. And uh, coming back up, we'll hear what uh, Roger from San Antonio, Texas business plan is for spring of this season. Do you want to cut your property water utility costs by 30 to 50 percent? Smart Rain's commercial smart irrigation controller is one of the most sophisticated and technically advanced controllers on the market today. Smart Rain's smart controller comes with a 7-inch display, standard 48 zones, the most intuitive mobile app in the industry, Google Maps integration, and a lifetime warranty. Smart Rain helps commercial properties save time, money, and water with smart irrigation systems. Go to smartrain.net or call 1-866-569-4544 to take advantage of our preseason sale. Mention podcast to get $800 off each controller. Hi friends, this is Paul. It seems like yesterday that the Wendy's bacon cheeseburger was only 99 cents. Now it's about $2. Wendy's did not just double that price overnight. They did it incrementally 
and consistently over time. It is best practice that we also do the same in our businesses. To help you clearly communicate with your clients about raising their rates, we created our ever popular rate increase letter. This plug and play document is simple, straightforward, and wildly successful. The rate increase letter is available for immediate download at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Again, that's at greenindustrypodcast.com. The only app every landscaper needs. Company Cam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. Company Cam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy to use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners with galleries and project timelines all from your smartphone company cam the only app every landscaper needs check it out at companycam.com forward slash green or find it in your app store the link will also be in today's show notes The Green Industry Podcast continues with the author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. Here's Paul Jamison. All right, fam, we are back with Roger down in San Antonio. Did you block off um, together in the trades over in Waco? Are you planning on coming over there? Yes, sir. I'll be there. Okay. Now I don't know. I know Texas is gigantic, but I don't know that geography on that state yet. I haven't been there too much is, um, Waco's to the east of San Antonio, correct? Uh, like Northeast. Okay. So you guys are kind of in the middle of the state or down South a little bit. We're down, we're down South. We're about, um, five hours from the Gulf. Okay, I'm looking at my map right now, figuring this out so I don't sound. Mr. Producer makes fun of my geography. Once I once I go on these tours and I go to the state, I learn it. So how, mo- how many hours of a drive is it for you to get to Waco? Uh, it's only like three, three and a half hours. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool to get to see you. I know you were planning on going to um, Brian's event in, in, in um, November, and it just didn't quite work out. So it'd be cool, um, you know, to have you there. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, and you be the single guys. Yeah, I think there's a, there's actually um, a lot of single guys, pardon me, that are going to together in the trades, which is about you know having a healthy relationship while you you know um, are, are running a business and things of that nature. But a lot of people have been telling me, "Hey, we're going," and they're single, so we'll have a little club uh, there. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll get a workout in. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully, man. I don't know. Waco seems like it's in the middle of nowhere. You think they got a, a gym down that way? Yeah, they got a gym. I already scoped it out. Oh. I, like, I got to get my workout. All right. They a deal, man. And I'm going to hold you accountable to it because Mitchell Gordy was talking a big game at the hype house. Yeah, man, we're going to go pump some iron. We're going to go work out. You know what I mean? And uh, he is nowhere to be found every morning. So um, <laughs> I'm going to hold you to the to the accountability partner there. We'll go bang out a bang out a workout. Yeah, sounds good. So, man, tell us what's uh, what's the equipment you've been acquiring and, and um, getting some, you know, building up your uh, arsenal and tools. What what are you working with this year to, um, you know, bang out the jobs? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've still got my two mowers. Um, I have a 54-inch John Deere, 36-inch John Deere. 
Um, I pretty much run all Echo handheld equipment except for chainsaws. Um, I typically like steel a little bit more. Um, have a couple PB8010s, bunch of string trimmers, some edgers, stuff like that, hedge, hedge clippers. And then I picked up this machine. I'm still not 100% sure who makes it, but it's called a scrape tank. And it's a little track machine, and it has a little front bucket, and it scoops material into its bucket, and then it'll you can drive it and then dump it wherever you need it. Mm. So that machine is really good. It's helping my efficiency. I picked it up used from a, a larger company. Um, I had already rented it. And I mean, the other day I used it on a rock job. I had four yards of river rock all the way in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And with that machine, I moved it in an hour by myself. Wow. What about uh, CRM wise? What are you rocking with to do your billing and all of that? CRM, I use Jobber. Okay. So I've used Jobber for, this will be my second year. Um, I'm really happy with it, especially when you're banging out quotes. Um, and I get a lot of good feedback too from the customers. Like they, they'll be like, oh, you know, uh, I really like your CRM. I like how it sent me a, a reminder that you're going to be out here and who's going to be on my property. Like they really like that stuff. They like, it just helps that communication with your customer without you actually having to do every single text message. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different settings in there if you need to scale it back. Cause you said some customers like that. And I actually had some customers that didn't like that. They're like, dude, you don't need to tell me you're coming. Like we know, you know, like I don't want my phone dinging that you're coming to cut our grass. Like, so you do have people on both sides of the equation. I think most people appreciate the over communication, but you can always turn it off or you could set the notifications that I would rather, um, you know what I mean? The frequency yeah. of these. Or they can even turn it off too. Yeah. They yeah, can yeah. turn it off too. They can unsubscribe from getting alerts and it'll do it for you. So yeah. Cool. It's That's just, I'm glad early in your business that you're implementing that. Cause when I was in year two of my business, there was some, you know, CRMs out there back in the day, but, and it was a little bit different lay of the land back then with the different, you know, opportunities and um, availability of the CRMs, but I was literally using a yellow pad and, and, and paper copy invoices. And it's just like, I, I, anytime I see a newbie, I'm like, get a CRM. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't emphasize enough. Like you can't be going to the gym, taking care of kids, working all day, and then working on invoicing and collecting bills and having any stress about money. You need to make sure the money is in your account, you have enough money to operate your operating expenses, run your business, do all of that. And it, it, it's just common sense to have a CRM to knock that stuff out of the way for you and you make sure you get paid ahead of time, you know? Yeah, it's an awesome feeling when you're, you know, working out or whatever and you see all your emails and you get all those alerts. Oh, so-and-so paid this, so-and-so paid that. And you're like, cool, all this money's rolling in. Just keeps that cash flow. Otherwise, Megan will get mad at me if I don't have good cash flow. Yeah. Speaking of Megan, our bookkeeper, and we actually, we, we do the same bookkeeper, our Gulf Coast bookkeeping, but she does with her clients, her and her husband are a, a team, but they do a um, profit monthly meeting, monthly profit meeting where you have to, it's not Zoom. It's, um, it's like a knockoff version of Zoom. <laughs> I don't even know what the thing's called. Yeah. They send me the link, but you have to, yeah. you have to face the reality what was my net profit or Roger and I can share with you the shame of having a net loss, you know, and then having to for a month and and you justify it. And Brittany Allman actually mentioned this at 
the hype house that we make excuses. And I even noticed myself doing this to Megan and I explained, well, 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 the reason it was minus $3,000 this month is because I bought this and I did this and I did this. And and you find yourself making excuses of why your business wasn't profitable that month. And then eventually we have to face the reality that, wait a minute, I have to change the way I'm running my business because we shouldn't have these negative months. We need to have positive months month after month after month. And then the year is going to be positive. And then over, like you say, compound uh, effect earlier in the broadcast, you definitely, you know, need to face reality. And I think a lot of guys are so sloppy. They don't have that monthly profit meeting with the professional to look them in the eye and say, Hey, here's what the numbers are saying. They tell a story. They don't lie. They tell the truth. And then it's on us as the business owner, are we going to adjust our pricing, our efficiency, our ability to say no to buying things that we don't maybe don't have the you know money for it right now? And and it really makes you change the way you run your business when you have that accountability. So I'm proud of you, Roger, for you know getting that in order. And I can already tell in our private conversations that your business is um, you know more successful. Uh, bottom line, yeah, and and that's all from that book that you. I mean, you and you and Brian kind of share that, you know, and preach that on your own, you know, it's more about your bottom line, not your top line. You know, who cares if you're bringing a million dollars in, if you spend a million and one, you're still <laughs> negative. Yeah. And, and I always have that in my mind. And then when Mike was talking and I listen to all of that stuff when I'm on my walks and stuff and, uh, it just hit me and I'm like, cause this year, honestly, you know, last year I did uh, about 210 grand in total revenue. But in the beginning of the year, that was before me and you and and Brian had really started working my numbers. It probably wasn't very good numbers in the first quarter, two quarters of the year. But now I was like, okay. So then this year I was like wanting to do 500 grand in revenue. And then after listening to that book, I was like, well, if I can do three to four hundred thousand dollars in revenue this year, but keeping that fifty to seventy profit percentage then that's going to be even better than two times better than what I did last year. So that's kind of what I'm putting forward. I mean, you had talked to like, I'm enjoying maybe not working as much, maybe working for a little bit longer days instead of five or six days and just really putting that profit first. Cause I know I had texted you, I was like, yeah, I've been getting a lot of no's. And then all of a sudden, you know, boom, you see, you get on a hot streak and it's worth it because I'm not having to be out there all day. I still have time for my kids. And you're enjoying when you're getting that high profit work and just having that margin in your life. Yeah. And that's something you'll find with a lot of times when we're just getting started, we're getting yeses, you know, eight out of 10 people said yes. Well, that's because your price is too low. You know what I mean? When you start getting two out of 10 or three out of 10, it's probably because we're not the lowest price. And in some cases, we're not the median price. And it's not necessarily that the goal's the highest price. It's, It's about efficiency and it's about, you know, having a profitable price, whatever that figure comes in. And I like what Mike said in that book. It was in one of his books. I've, I think he has like six or seven books and I've listened to, you know, the various ones with toilet paper, entrepreneur, pumpkin plan, all of that. I'm a big Mike McCallowitz fan. I, I really like his material, but he was talking about like, if you go to a cocktail party or a social event, guys just strut around at these business uh, networking events. And the first question the guy asks you is, Hey man, how much do you guys do? 
It's like this badge of honor of pride, and it's it's really off. It's really an air. You know, hey, man, what, what do you guys do? Revenue, you know, top line. Everyone goes around because they're insecure, because they're, you know, they're just covering up something as a man to try to impress you with the bigger the number is must mean the more important they are. And there's this like race to how high can your um, revenue be so that men find their identity from that. But it's so dangerous because as you get that number higher and higher, if the profit margin isn't there, you're just actually creating more stress, more responsibility. And then these guys' lives crumble and fall. And so the better question is, Hey, what's your net profit? You know, what was your personal salary from the business last year? Like, is the business healthy? And, um, these are questions that I'm now, I'm, I'm hearing more and more, which gives me hope, but I think it's super important to, um, put the practical steps in our, in our businesses, you know, by raising our prices, getting a good bookkeeper and, and doing things to make sure we don't fall into that rat in the wheel that takes out so many people. Cause you can't sustain that. Yep. Absolutely. I just had someone tell me, no, uh, before our interview, he had some rush that he asked if I could pick up since we were doing a leaf removal. And I was like, yeah, 200 bucks. And he's like, well, I got someone $50 cheaper. I'm like, okay, go with them. Have a great day. You know, yeah. I don't, I used to be so scared and okay, I'll do it. And now I'm like, nope, that's what I charge. Sorry. Um, have a great day. And you, you start getting stronger. You start getting more self-disciplined. Um, and then you just, you know, I've noticed some of those customers that try and talk you down, they'll use the cheap guy to do something like that, but then they'll call you back for the real big money because they know you're a legitimate business and you only do good work for good prices. Yeah. So it, that stuff kind of yeah. starts to add up. And I want to shout out Andy Mulder. Uh, he's been changing his IG name, but I think it's Mulder Outdoor Services, or at least it is as the time of this uh, broadcast. And he charges the highest prices I know and uh, premium, premium, premium prices. He actually works in the field as the business owner. He doesn't have a foreman and, you know, he's off in his office. He's out He because he, he loves being in the field and creating outdoor spaces. But he charges so much money and he gets it because guys that want the best of the best of the best, like they'll, there, there are people out there that will pay top dollar. And so I just love it when there's guys successful out there that build their business model after that, like Andy Mulder, he does a lot of hardscaping. I think he has one, one mowing crew or two mowing crews, but he's on the hardscaping landscaping crew that's doing the backyard remodels and things of that nature. And he charges more than his competition and he gets it, meaning he gets, he's booked out. There's not a week where they're you know, uh, leaning in on their shovels, waiting for a job to pick up. They, they got the work, but it's at a high price. And so it can be done. It just takes a lot of, uh, great foundation and marketing. And over time, you know, Roger, you'll, you won't even have to worry about the $200 Holloway job. It's just, you're just doing the, the big ticket jobs one after the other, you know? Yep. So anything else you want to share with us, man? I know you're a friend of the podcast community. A lot of people, you know, know about you down there in San Antonio. So you got the platform, no, man. I mean, anything you want to share? I mean, that's all my business plan is for right now. Um, I am investing in myself more. April, I'm going to go get my um, irrigator's license for down here in Texas. And as well as I'm going to get my applicator's license just to have more credibility for my business. But um that's my plan just to keep growing. And, uh, you know, guys, it's, the time is here. You know, we waited. I told y'all, you know, y'all got to crush it in the off season. Um, I don't know if you saw, but like we built our shop, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I got all these loose ends tied up, and now it's time to go crush it. And don't focus so much on staying busy. Stay focused on how much money is going to stay in your pocket because mm-hmm. that's all that matters. You know, you can have all the equipment in the world, but if you can't afford a good life for your family, it's kind of in vain. There you go. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking time on your lunch break. I know you the guys are out there, and I want you not to be in vain sitting in your truck, you know, talking to the world through the Great Industry Podcast, but you need to get out there and have a productive afternoon. So we appreciate your time. What's your IG handle, Roger? Uh, I just uh, shortened it, so the business name now is just Lobo Landscapes. L- you can find me on Instagram. Lobo, yeah, in case L-O-P. you didn't understand that, that uh, accent. Lobo Landscapes. Lobo Landscape LLC. Cool. We appreciate your time, man, and make sure you block off. Uh, I think it's June twelfth, maybe. Um, it's yeah, a Saturday. Yeah, got that weekend blocked off. All right, man. I'm gonna bring my. Uh, my I got my workout gloves. I got it. I gotta get. I, I've been watching your IG, man. I, I know. I know what you. I know you're a workhorse in that gym. So I gotta step up my game. But I'll be ready, man. June. June. Maybe I'll get there the night before or the morning of or the day after. Whatever. We'll we'll figure out a way to to hit some iron, man. Get get a little workout in. Yeah, sounds good, man. All right. Thanks for your time. Get out there and crush it, man. Stay in touch. Always a good time chatting with Roger down there in San Antonio, Texas. Hey, friends, thanks to today's show sponsor, Smart Rain and Company Cam. We definitely appreciate them coming on board. And we'll be uh, chatting with actually Luke from Company Cam later on in the week. And then uh, we'll be chatting with somebody from Smart Rain here in the near future. But if you want to learn more about Smart Rain and Company Cam, our brand new sponsors, just click on the link in today's show notes. And also, guys, we talk all the time about how important it is to raise our prices because guess what's going up? Inflation. I don't know about where you live, but gas prices seem to be on the rise and the the prices just to run our business are usually increasing, right? The the cost of the blower doesn't usually go down, usually goes up, right? And uh, I mean, that's been kind of stabilized for a while there, the $600 price point, but you know what I'm saying? Our cost of operating these businesses go up and so our prices need to go up. And there's definitely a challenge there because so many new folks are coming into the industry and they don't know their numbers and they're offering these low prices. And I understand all the arguments of why folks are hesitant to raise their prices, but guess what? I've talked to way too many people and I have my own personal experience and I found out a way to successfully raise the rates and that's through my rate increase letter. How this thing came to be is I sat and I I write about this in my new book, Cut That Grass, Make That Cash. I share the whole story and I'll sum it up briefly for you. Mr. Producer's giving me the look (laughs) that he's got to get going. But long story short, my prices were too low and I needed to raise them. And so I talked to my accountant and I was talking about how in the world do we pull this off? Cause I need to like dramatically raise my prices. And they helped me craft a letter that we eventually mailed out. And, and they have these like birdie boxes in my customer's neighborhood where you could actually legally put the you know envelope into the bottom part of their mailbox that was separate from the USPS. So anyway, I did it by hand, but it was in the mailbox, paper copy, right? We eventually switched it over to email, but I wrote uh, with the help of the accountant, this letter explaining to my customers in a professional, simple, straightforward way of why we had to raise the prices. Well, most of the customers um, went for it. Some of them didn't because I had a dramatic increase, but long story short, as time progressed, then we really just all 
increased the price by a little bit. And then when we started doing that, it was no problem. They understood and they're like, yeah, you know, um, that's cool with us. And so we've made this into a template where you can take the rate increase letter. It's so simple, guys. It's straightforward. You just put insert here for your company name, insert here for the date, insert here for the customer name, and then the body of the message that communicates the professionalism of why you raise your rates, it's all there for you. And uh, with it being you know, 2021 or whatever year you're listening to this, you could always um, email them out. You don't have to send them through the snail mail. That's just how we did it back in the day. But email is now best practice. I even got a text the other day from my cleaning company that they were raising my rates. So I, I think email is probably best practice. But anyway, if you want the template, you want to do it right for the rate increase letter, Mr. Producer will put that in the show notes. You just click on the, the link there and it'll take you right to where you download the rate increase template. Grab that, send it out to your customers. Make sure you are staying ahead of inflation and are as profitable as possible. Hey guys. Thank you for listening. Smash that subscribe button. Get yourself that rate increase letter and hope you tune on in tomorrow morning to the Green Industry Podcast. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.